Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Blog Talk Radio. And it turns out the whole time Elliot was actually... Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' 8-2 win over the Atlanta Braves. They improved a 9-1 and against Atlanta this year, 71-49 and overall in the year. And, Dave, it was all about Ronaldo Lopez and the Braves' horrible bullpen. Uh, one run allowed on five hits and seven innings pitch versus the Braves last weekend in Washington. Uh, facing them again in Atlanta tonight with Pedro Severino behind the dish again. Dusty Baker gave him a lot of credit for calling the game last time around with uh, when he got his first major league win. Eight Ks in a row, three scoreless on 48 pitches. Uh, eight outs by K in a row, I should say. They're uh, walking a hit in between there, I think. Uh, Matt Camp double, a wild pitch, and a sack fly in the fourth made it 2-1 to one Nationals after they got out to an early lead. Uh, 10Ks on 77 pitches and five innings pitched. Freddie Freeman, a one-out double, another wild pitch, a ground out, 3-2 to two Nats at that point. Ends up with 11Ks total on 101 pitches, uh, seven innings, four hits, two runs, one earned, two walks. That was 11Ks. Uh, where did you get ground out wise? Five to one ground out to fly out. Uh, this is a, a dominant performance. The Braves announcers were kind of in awe of what he was doing out there. The Braves hitters looked completely flummoxed by him. And uh, second start in a row that he's really gone out there and impressed and filling in this fifth spot for Joe Ross. Joe Ross might want to get himself back in this rotation quick before Ronaldo Lopez locks down a spot. Yeah, you know, this was a, a tremendous performance. I think uh, um, Lopez will end up running up against it. I mean, innings limit, much like Ross was going to either, but um, just a tremendous performance. I mean, like you said, he was dominant from the get-go, uh, racked up the big strikeout totals. The, the, the Braves weren't getting, you know, solid wood on, on anything. I mean, they, they managed a couple of doubles by uh, their two actual professional hitters, Matt Kemp and, and Freddie Freeman, but – um, he just owned the rest of the lineup, the uh, you know the rest of the part timers and, and rookies and have bens and um, and everybody else. The Braves are trotting out there this season, but uh, really an encouraging performance from Ronaldo Lopez earlier up earlier on when they called him up. Uh, uh, he looked uh, kind of overmatched. Never got past uh, never got into the uh, past the fifth inning um, in either of his early starts, but the last couple of here against the Braves. Uh, he, he looks like he belongs. And again, uh, you know, small codicil because it is the, the crummy Braves, but, um, but still looks like he belongs. Um, obviously, along with uh, Lucas Giolito and Eric Fetty, um, provides the Nats, uh, you know, hope for the future to go along with um, what, what's turning out to be a pretty good present, too. There was some talk after his last start. I, I don't want to spoil my uh, post coming up for the morning, like I was teasing a spoiling of Mr. Robot in the opening here, but uh, there was some talk after his last start about the, well, he got nine Ks in his first start, so two starts after that, he didn't strike out a whole lot of batters. Some of the writers were wondering uh, why the, his strikeout stuff wasn't translating into strikeouts. Dusty Baker said that, you know, you're looking at that wrong and that he was generating weak contact in the last start and getting outs, which was most important, but 
that stuff did generate strikeouts tonight. As we mentioned, 11 total of them. Uh, doing it pretty efficiently, too. Uh, a lot of one, two, two, two counts when those strikeouts got. I was kind of charting the strikeouts for the story that I'm writing. But uh, rack up Ks like that, keep your pitch count down for a 22-year-old starter is fairly impressive. Yeah, you know, and as we all know, and if we don't know it, you should know it, um, that strikeouts do not uh, ramp up pitch counts. Walks and base runners do. Um, it's perfectly acceptable to be a strikeout pitcher, a la Max Scherzer or Steven Strasburg or, or a guy that maybe you might have heard of, Nolan Ryan, uh, who racked up huge strikeout numbers, do rack, rack up huge strikeout numbers. Um, uh, but yet, you know, pitching in the seventh and eighth innings, um, you know, it, it, it's an absolute myth that, that strikeouts drive up pitch counts. And then we see it tonight. He went seven innings. He threw 101 pitches. It looked like he was tiring there a little bit in the seventh. Um, I definitely I gave him the leash, and, and, and he got that last out and, and completed the seventh inning. And um, just a, a tremendous performance all the way around. And um, you like a guy that goes out there, and has a plan. I mean, the, the Braves, you, you touched on it very briefly about their, their bullpen. They've got a lot of guys that come out there and throw 100 miles an hour but have no idea where it's going or what they're doing with it. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez um, looks like he's a guy that, that has an idea about what he wants to do and how he wants to go about it. Um, and, and if you're carving up uh, guys, that much better for it. I mean, he had a stretch in um, – in double A this year where uh, he went, uh, he had 10 plus K's in five out of six games. And uh, this is the type of, of pitcher he is and the type of pitcher we're going to see. I think it was kind of an anomaly um, that he had a couple of games here at the bigs where he didn't have, um, where he only struck out a few guys because this is, he's got great stuff and this is the type of pitcher he is. Yes. And in addition to that, he also provided a great quote uh, through a translator telling uh reporters after the game tonight that he was anxious to get out there and was like a caged animal before he got out on the mound. And he certainly attacked the Braves hitters once he got out there. Uh, Rob Whalen on the mound for the Braves tonight, gave up six hits, six runs in five innings last week in Washington, a 7-3-1 ERA, 15 hits, 13 runs, and 16 innings pitched and three starts in the majors so far this season. Uh, it's a fly to left that should have ended the first. Matt Kemp drops it, kind of nonchalanted, uh, nonchalanted. Uh, one-handed catch there, two-run score on the error, 2 nothing at that point. It was raining at the time. Uh, maybe that distracted him a little bit, but he obviously should have made that catch. Uh, Pedro Severino doubles to start the fifth, scores on a two-out uh, double by Jason Worth. I'm just trying to read my notes here, sorry. 3-1 uh, to one at that point, done after six innings, 112 pitches, three runs, one earned. Only gave up one other than the two that scored on that error by Kemp. So not a bad outing by Whalen, but uh, Nats definitely got to him again here tonight. We're able to beat him for a second time in a row. Yeah, obviously his defense couldn't help him out all that much. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that it seems like he's pitching in a little bad luck here in his uh, um, his couple of starts here in 2016. I mean, his, his whip is, you know, 1.2 or whatever, and the ERA over seven. Um, you know, that, that's that's kind of pitching in bad luck if you're not putting that many base runners on, but yet they're all scoring. So um, this is a – he's a finesse pitcher. You know, he doesn't throw 90 miles an hour. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a, he's got a, a long way to go if he's going to, uh, you know, be a long-term major league uh, pitcher, uh, right-handed pitcher, only throwing 89, you know, just barely 90 miles an hour. But, um, you know, like I said, pitching in bad luck a little bit here. 
obviously the start that he had against the Nats last time out, they kind of roughed him up a little bit. He looked a lot better tonight for them. Um, the Nats, you know, didn't get a whole lot of offense, you know, and they scored eight runs, but didn't have a whole lot of offense. You know, they, they had, um, they got uh, benefits of some very poor pitching and bad luck by the Braves in the eighth inning. Otherwise, this was a really close game for a long time. And touching on that eighth inning, uh, Arotis Vizcaino came on, single, walk, walk, hit by pitch, the fourth in a run, four to two at that point. It doesn't get any better. Um, Mauricio Cabrera comes on with the bases loaded. Clint Robinson singles to drive in a run. Danny Espinosa walks, uh, the fourth in a run. Uh, Pedro Severino up at the plate, uh, pass ball, allows it another run, seven to two at that point. Uh, Severino reaches on an error as the Braves uh, defense kind of fails him again. One out later, sack fly by Trey Turner, eight to two at that point. Uh, a lot closer game than it looks like in the box score at the end. The Braves were right in it until that point, but their bullpen just completely failed them. Yeah, that eighth inning was uh, was just an absolute comedy of errors. It's just one thing after another after another. And uh, this Caino, you know, was the Braves' closer early in the season before he hit the disabled list. Uh, just was just reactivated, and he certainly um, showed the rust. Did not look very good out there. Um, you know, kind of victimized a little bit on the swinging bunt by Worth, uh, which was the only hit that he gave up. But um, walked a couple guys. It just didn't look like he was uh, um, very effective at all. And then. Um, you know, Cabrera is one of those guys that right now is more of a thrower than a pitcher uh, and, and certainly didn't help uh, help the cause out much at all. So, yeah, the Nets were able to take advantage of a couple of breaks. Um, they got one RBI single in there. They got an RBI sack fly. But other than that, it was uh, hit by pitch, wild pitch, pass ball, uh, walk in a run, uh, hit by pitch for a run, just um, really kind of ugly there. And um, as somebody mentioned on Twitter, uh, it wasn't too many years ago uh, where we were sitting through this uh, at Nats Park. So, um, you know, you, you, there's a little bit of a, a schadenfreude there, but, uh, um, you know, you, you don't you don't wish uh, poor play on anybody, but if you do wish it on anybody, it would be the Braves and the Nets, and, and we got to witness a little bit of it tonight. And I, I don't take any pleasure in this because I, I see the makings of a decent Braves team going down the line here. You mentioned the hard throwers like Vizcaino and uh, – Mauricio Cabrera, who doesn't seem to throw anything under 100 miles an hour. Uh, we got to see a, a little glimpse of Dansby Swanson, 0 for 4, 2Ks tonight, but it doesn't look out of place in the major league roster. There's some talent on this team. I, I really like Adonis Garcia. I don't even know how old he is, honestly, but he's impressed me in the last year plus that I've seen him. There's the makings of a decent team here. It seems like they're all building towards a new stadium in 2018, and they might have to suffer through another year in between that, but uh, you can see what they're doing. You can see how they're rebuilding this team. And they've picked up a lot of prospects in the last couple of years that can help this organization kind of get back on its feet. Yeah, I know that's, that's the absolute truth. I mean, you know, Swanson and, and they've made a trade for a bunch of pitchers and, um, you know, it was just a complete overhaul. And, um, you know, you kind of, um, it, it's tough to watch them be so bad uh, as they wind down their last years in, in, in Turner field. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a tricky proposition trying to uh, do a complete rebuild. Um, you know, they held on to Freddie Freeman and they made the uh, – I don't particularly understand the trade for Matt Kemp, but they traded for Matt Kemp and they signed mm-hmm. Mark Akis a couple of years ago. I guess they figure they have to have a couple of major league hitters in the lineup um, at any one time. But um, it, it's a very difficult thing to try to rebuild completely uh, and build back up with prospects. Uh, 
Um, you know, the, the Major League Baseball is just, you know, history is filled uh, with prospects that, that, that don't pan out. So for every, you know, every, you know, one guy that pans out, you've got, you've got four or five that don't. So um, it's going to be fascinating to watch the Braves grow up here in the next two or three years and see um, just how many of these guys do pan out and how, do, how good they get uh, from this complete rebuild. I'm just wondering if that Matt Camp edition wasn't solely a please don't hate us for Freddie Freeman to give him some sort of help in the lineup because he doesn't have much help uh, going with what he's got right now. But like I said, I'm interested in seeing what they do in the future and how this team turns out. I agree with you. Uh, just wrapping up some of the on-field stuff, Kelly, uh, Sean Kelly, Mark Melanson wrap up the eighth and ninth. Uh, Nationals, as I mentioned, nine and one against Atlanta this year. If Doghouse is here, this one would be for him. The OBP KMA update, 46 games. Jason Worth ties the franchise record. With Rusty Staub set with the Expos, uh, 42 hits, 32 walks. He had a 379 OBP coming into this game. Uh, he had a two-out double in the fifth to get it going, drove in a run there, and keeps the on-base streak going. 46 games. <laughs> Impressive streak by Worth, and more importantly, just good to see him contributing, even if it's not bumping up his overall numbers all that much. Yeah, you know, and it's always a good night when you can work Rusty Staub in the conversation. Um, <laughs> the Grand Orange, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, there was some, um, you know, Jason Worth certainly is a shell of what he once was, and, um, you know, he's certainly not putting up the uh, you know, putting up big numbers. I mean, the 16 home runs have been nice. And we kind of talked about it uh, early in the season where uh, he's turned into a guest hitter, that his bat speed has slowed down to the point where, um, you know, he's got what's known as slider speed, uh, bat speed, where the good fastballs are going to beat him unless he's guessing. And that, uh, um, you know, when he gets a charge into them, they're, they're still going to go a long way. But um, but, but good hitters are going to make him, uh, good pitchers are going to make him look bad. But, uh, but he's been real good here. Um, you know, in, in August, he's, uh, he's got a 300, 379, 600 line uh, in August. So that's uh, certainly playing very well. And, and it's much like, um, you know, much like the pops that we had to give Danny Espinosa for that three-and-a-half-week period earlier this season. You have to give Jason Worth his props. Uh, he's not the player that he once was, but he is still contributing. Uh, defensively, you know, it, it's uh, – um, and not pretty out there, but he's he's contributing at the plate, and obviously uh, you can't sniff at a 45 game on base streak. It's um, you know it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit gimmicky, but but it's a nice thing to have, and and it shows a testament that um, that he's he's still he's still contributing um, to this team every day, and that's more than what we can say um, about a couple of other guys on the 40 man roster. We'll always have June with Espinosa, and we'll always have his defense. Uh, the off-field stuff, A.J. Cole up, Brian Goodwin got a good look at him. I think he'll be back in September, but uh, he goes back down to AAA. After, they need some bullpen help after they uh, relievers through 16 and two-thirds innings in three games in Colorado. That's just a brutal number right there. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Jose Lobatone back in Atlanta with the team, going to be called up at some point tomorrow. I'm uh, not sure what the corresponding moves are going to be there. I assume Severino goes back down to play every day for the rest of the month and then comes back up as well. But uh, any thoughts on Cole coming up, whether he can help out at all out of the pen and Zimmerman and Lobatone, uh, do you slot Zimmerman right back in there at first? Well, um, I don't know the answer to those. Uh, if I were a betting man or a guessing man, I would say that since they didn't need Cole tonight, 
um, that he's going to go right back. I mean, they uh, they were yeah. able to use Mark Melanson's only pitch once this week. So um, and Sean Kelly didn't didn't pitch a whole lot in that Rockies uh, uh, situation either. So the guys that needed a night off got their night off. Um, I certainly think that Severino will go when when Lopetan, uh, when Lopetan comes back. And since they're carrying the extra pitcher, I think it'll probably be Cole that goes to activate Zimmerman. I think that uh, that Wilmer Dyfo, um has probably showed enough usefulness that, that he'll stick around. But if they decide to send a position player back, it'll probably be him. Yeah, it makes sense, too, to keep Dipo until Stephen Drew is back. And with the inner ear issues and vertigo, uh, who knows when he's going to be back. And he was having a nice year, so it's kind of disappointing for it to go like this, like it is. And I just hope he kind of gets back and can contribute down the stretch because he has contributed all this time. But it'd be a shame if he wasn't there at the end and able to be on the field and part- participating. But we'll see what happens with him. What we know is that the Nats and the Braves are playing another one tomorrow at 7:10. I hadn't looked ahead to the matchups, and I have to stall while I scroll ahead. Uh, Tehran's coming back against Tanner Roark tomorrow, 7:35 start Friday night. Uh, Nationals 71 and 49 after the win tonight. Federal Baseball last nightly is sponsored by Federal Baseball. As I try to get this over with, uh, I'll talk to you after tomorrow night's game. Sounds good. Doug has to go and ask. I need to go to bed because I can't even finish sentences anymore. Sure. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.